Drive Time on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Zurich. When investment performance matters, make sure your savings are with Zurich. Visit zurich.ie to find out more. It's John Cook with you uh, until 6 o'clock this evening on Drive Time and 51551 for your texts. If you want to let us know maybe how you're planning to celebrate uh, the new year or whether you've been out already, uh, I'm in Limerick City myself this evening broadcasting from the RTE regional studios and I have seen people piling out of taxis into nightclubs since 3 or 4 o'clock. I'm wondering if it's happening around the country. We had texters getting in touch with us as well about pubs putting on music early for the new year and all the while uh, we're being told as well not to mix with any households uh, this evening by the Chief Medical Officer because as we head into the new year cases of COVID-19 have reached over 20,000 for the second day in a row as PCR testing capacity has been pushed to the limit. New guidelines in relation to testing and isolation from NEFET are set to come into place from next week and speaking on Morning Ireland today Dr Tony Houlihan urged people not to attend household gatherings for New Year's Eve as he described how the surge in COVID infections has continued unabated. We have in excess of 20,000 cases uh, announced yesterday. We think because of the constraints in our testing capacity that if we if we didn't have those constraints, we might have had as many as 30,000 cases uh, picked up yesterday. But these are very significant numbers of infection. And I think the only responsible message from a public health point of view that the public can hear is, what can I do as an individual to protect myself and my family? And meeting up in large numbers of four households at this point in time, given the levels of infection that we have, uh, it's simply not safe. Well, Dr Houlihan's advice contradicts current government guidelines allowing up to four households to meet indoors. But the chief medical officer said his view was shared by the health minister following significant discussions they've been holding over recent days. On the news at one, Minister Stephen Donnelly gave his backing to that public health advice, though government guidelines remain unchanged. Correct. And and, and I would agree with that. Uh, And remember, government policy is for a maximum of three other households. Uh, That that was advice given on the 22nd of December. And given where we've gone uh, with cases, given where we're at now with hospitalisations, what we want to do is minimise to the greatest extent possible the number of households. Obviously, uh, Cabinet hasn't met since, so there hasn't been updated formal government advice. But certainly... So government policy remains what it was, yes? Well, government policy is to a maximum of four other households. And, and what we have is, I think, important public health advice now that says, you know, m- minimise to the greatest extent possible. For more on this now, I'm joined by Paul Moyna, Professor of Immunology at Maynooth University. Shortly, I'll be speaking to Duncan Smith, the Labour Party spokesperson on health. But first, Daniel McConnell, political editor with the Irish Examiner, uh, joins me this evening. Uh, Daniel, thanks very much for, for joining us too and to everyone indeed. The Health Minister Stephen Donnelly also told Gavin Jennings there that public health advice has been very clear over the past week. Has the government been as clear? No, it hasn't. And, uh, you know, we're in this sort of rather, I won't say unfortunate position, but this rather curious position of the chief medical officer, who was an advisor to the government, the elected government of the state, essentially uh, kind of contradicting, slapping down, whatever you want to call it, um, the state of government policy this morning on national radio, uh, essentially, I won't say forcing the, the, the health minister out on radio to, to kind of give the government voice. But it certainly was very notable that, you know, there's been an absence of political voices in, in, in the the narrative in recent days. Now, obviously, that's probably understandable given it's Christmas, but given where we are finding ourselves with the, with the Omicron variant, the rising cases, um, I think, you know, given the fact that the government itself has said they want to streamline the message and ultimately shape 
and, and put a greater deal of coordination on the message. We were back into this sort of chaotic uh, position of, you know, the, the health, you know, the, the, the state of government policy being one thing right. and our chief medical officer coming out and saying something else completely different on, on radio this morning. And hearing from the chief medical officer before our government and hearing the chief medical officer saying, oh yes, Minister Donnelly agrees with me on this. I've talked to him uh, on the phone. So it, mm. it, it, there is confusion. Yeah, I think there is. And there's a legitimate concern around who we're getting our messaging from in relation to uh, COVID-19 because, you know, there is a consent and this is building within government. I think there was a concern last night um, when this statement came out from the Department of Health around the change in the rules and the regulations and now this kind of adoption of antigen testing as a sort of a, as the first step in, in the process of, of testing. You know, given Neffet and Tony Holhan's very clear hesitancy and kind of opposition to the use of antigen testing in months gone, by, um, they are open to legitimate criticism for, for dragging their heels in relation to that. And the manner in which that, that message came out by way of a statement rather than any sort of press conference or any sort of either state of the nation, because it is a significant shift in, in the government's standing in relation to antigen testing and also the isolation periods. And to kind of do it almost by stealth, you know, on the eve of, of New Year's Eve was not seen as a, a probably the best way to do it. And as you said, rightly, I was going to make this point, you know, the fact that you essentially had the chief medical officers putting words into the mouth of the minister only for him to so confirm them several hours later, you know, is not necessarily the best way to do this because you know, we're going back through the course of this pandemic, we have had these several instances where Neffet and government have not mm-hmm. exactly been singing, singing off the same hymn sheet. And there is a great deal of confusion as to what people are expected to be doing right now. Okay. And, you know, there are, there are plenty of people who would say, well, if I'm entitled to meet with three other households, surely that's good enough if that's the state of government policy will minimise them now to the greatest possible extent is what Minister Stephen Donnelly said Mm. and he said it did not take until today for the government to come out and speak about the current situation even though well let's face it it did Um, when are the Cabinet and Neffet actually to meet next when can we expect any change or formal announcement on these guidelines uh, Danny? So my understanding is that Cabinet, which normally meets on a Tuesday, will now meet on Wednesday of next week. Now, that may change if there's any sort of uh, continued spike in numbers or whether or not there's any kind of increased concern around the reopening of schools, which is due to happen from next Thursday onwards. Norma Foley is due to meet with the the education partners, as she likes to call them, the various stakeholders, unions and and parents' representatives on Tuesday. Um, So I would think as of now, Cabinet not until Wednesday, Neffet until next Thursday. Um, But we did hear from Tony Holhan this morning that, you know, there are members of Neffet and, and senior medical people kind of monitoring the situation on a daily basis. And I would expect that should there be a continued spike or a, a kind of a, a worsening of the situation as we find it, um, that timetable may change and there may be a bringing forward. But I do think from mm. a political perspective, the government has made it very clear they want the schools to reopen next week. And I think they will try and make sure that the choreography around all of that right. and all of this you know, make, 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 makes that happen or allows that to happen. It's 51551 for your text. Uh, a listener says, John, I'm a 55-year-old cancer patient, unable to work at the moment. Following Minister Donnelly's interview today on Radio 1, it's clear the role of antigen tests has increased. As an immunocompromised cancer patient on social welfare, I cannot afford antigen tests. They should be free to those on social welfare or who have a medical card irrespective of age. That's Tom in Wicklow. And finally, uh, to you, Danny, and briefly, if I, if I may, under 40s would get the free antigen tests is what Minister Donnelly announced uh, as and from next week. But 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 not anybody else. 
No, so the, the, these new measures apply to over fours and under under 40. So if you're in that category, you will apply, they will be applied. But if you're above that or outside those categories, then it's simply you, the, the regime, as I read it, is exactly the same. If you, uh, you, know, if you look to have symptoms or you have sim- or are presenting with symptoms, you look to go straight for a PCR test um, and, 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 and get your test that mm-hmm. way. Or you rely on your own wallet and, and your own means to, to provide an antigen test if you're in a position to do so. Okay, uh, Daniel McConnell, uh, political editor with the Irish Examiner. Thank you very much for joining us and a happy new year to you as well. Paul Moyna, Professor of Immunology at Maynooth University, joins us as well. And uh, um, we... um we don't have Paul at the moment, but I tell you what, we'll get to him very shortly because I want to talk about antigen tests as well with Duncan Smith, the Labour Party spokesperson on health and TD for Dublin, Fingal. Uh, you've been calling for these free antigen tests uh, for everyone for some time. Why has there been this resistance and a, and a whole change of mind on antigen tests, it would seem, from government, would you say? I think it's been very unfortunate, uh, the whole potted history of antigen tests. Uh, in relation to how they've been used or not used. Uh, they very quickly became a battle line between government and method and opposition um, when they never should have been. These were always going to play a role and they've come far too late uh, in terms of the government support uh, for antigen testing. And we, what we've been calling from the Labour Party is a state-led approach to make sure that people like Tom and Wicklow, who just texted in there, uh, have no difficulty in accessing antigen tests. They are expensive. They are difficult to get. There are supply issues. And what Minister Donnelly said a number of weeks ago was that the market would resolve all this. I mean, that was a a statement which was put to the heart of where the government are on this. They want the market to, where where possible, to get them out of the hole. The market is not going to resolve this. We have a state-led PCR testing system. We have a state-led vaccination system. We need a state-led approach uh, to the provision of antigen tests. It's as simple as that. We've been calling for it for weeks and months. In the doll a couple of weeks ago, uh, I asked uh, the Taoiseach, I said, did he see a role in 2022 for regular household use of antigen tests? He replied from the first doll that he did. So if he did, why don't we see uh, the state coming up with a plan to provide antigen Okay, tests well, we do have a state-led led approach no, from well, Minister no, Donnelly today. No, for, for, well, for, sorry there, to cut sorry. across you just for one moment, please. But... It is for the age four up to to 39. I suppose it it doesn't address the issues around uh, what seems to be a a shortage of antigen tests in some areas. A lot of people wondering where they can get them and other people noticing the price is actually going back up again due to short supply. Absolutely. I'm holding three antigen tests here uh, in my hand at the moment. Uh, If I had bought these uh, just before Christmas, they'd have been 350 each. Now they're 470 each in the particular shop I rented today. Uh, So they are going back up. And you mentioned there that uh, Minister Donnelly has an approach. It's a reactive piecemeal approach. It's not a holistic state-led approach to the provision of antigen tests. And let's be clear, these aren't a silver bullet. These aren't going to uh, solve this Omicron wave. They're just another measure and another tool that is needed. Uh, and it's been really unfortunate from the, the snake oil uh, statement from Professor Philip Nolan to the repeated resistance from government and effort to the use of these that we are where we are now. 20,000 cases, uh, a backlog of, of, of uh, PCR testing. So we're going to have more cases and more record-breaking cases over the next number of days. Whereas if we had a, case, a rational, level-headed approach to antigen tests okay. months, months ago, we could have, we, we, we'd be in a much better position now rather than where we are now, scrambling and people on low incomes and on social welfare payments being unable to afford this basic tool that we need to help suppress this virus. 
Stay with us uh, for a moment, Duncan Smith, if you will. I notice as well, Billy Kelleher, the Fianna Fáil MEP for Ireland South, uh, says the government should make antigen tests free. He is, of course, echoing calls from yourself and the Labour Party and from Sinn Féin's David Cullinan, I think, yesterday as well. He thinks the HSC should distribute them to all homes. Professor uh, Paul Moyna, Professor of Immunology at Maynooth University, is with me now on the line, I think. Uh, good evening to you, Professor Moyna. And a happy new year to you as well. Thank you very much for joining us as well. You've been calling for widespread use of antigen tests too. So do you welcome these guidelines or what do you make of it as set out by Minister Donnelly today in terms of seeking an antigen test before a PCR test for those under 40? Of course you say, John, I'd welcome the fact that antigen testing is finally being recommended for symptomatics. I think that should have always been the case. Uh, As far back as last November 2020, ECDC produced a report they recommended the use of rapid antigen symptomatic under conditions with high prevalence and limited PCR, which we've been experiencing now for a number of weeks. One of the things that was suggested yesterday, again, which is causing confusion and certainly doesn't tally with what you recommend from a scientific perspective, is to confirm the positive antigen test by PCR. What we do know is that when the virus transmission is very high prevalence, the positive predictive value of the antigen test is very high, and HSEs already know this from some of the confirmatory PCRs that they've already done. So if you if you show up positive, the rapid antigen test is high prevalence, there's a very high probability that you've got COVID. So again, you'd expect there to be accepted, accepted as a positive. Um, but if you look at a negative test, the negative predictive value, there's much more uncertainty associated with that. So if you were to confirm a rapid antigen test for PCR, you would expect to confirm the negative, not the positive. So that seems to be at odds with, not only in terms of the scientific literature, but also a report was submitted by uh, HICWA to NASA back in August okay. and published in September, basically confirmed this, that this is what they should be doing, confirming negatives, not positives, when the prevalence is high. Paul Moyna, bear with me for a moment because we're going to see if we can improve your line and I'll go back to uh, Duncan Smith uh, for a moment as well. Uh, Deputy Smith, you're uh, suggesting that... Uh, um, positive antigen tests should be accepted by employers for, for staff absences and this would give an entitlement to, to sick pay. How, how would that work or can, can we trust them that much? Because people talk to us about a, a lot of false positives as well. Uh, yeah, I've never bought into that scaremongering. I, I mean, I've seen it at the Transport Committee. I've seen it uh, a number of times over the last uh, few, few months. In my experience on the ground with people who are living in Dublin, Bingon and my circle is that they're treating this virus very seriously. They're treating taking antigen tests very seriously and they're treating the diagnosis of it very seriously. So, I mean, this is about trust. Do we trust the people of Ireland? But there's a lot of trust involved there, isn't there? With all due respect to to people, because you'd be, you know, trusting your antigen test and then you'd be just telling your employer, well, I had a a positive one. Is is, is that how it would work? Uh, That's how how it could work. And can you see businesses and employers accepting that? I would hope businesses and employers should accept that. I mean, we need to have a people-first approach here and an employees-first approach here. I mean, we've had people who've had to go into work in meat in meat plants who have been symptomatic, for example, because their employers have put so much pressure on them. We've had people in low-paid work in retail who feel that they that they have to go into work when they change. We need to shift that. We need to change that. We need to support workers. We need to support people on low pay. And we need the government and uh, to, to, to back that up. So, I mean... Uh, like, on the basis of, of an antigen order. test that, that, that up until very recently our public health officials and, and, and government didn't trust? Well, 
were just listening to uh, Professor Moyner there, and if, 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 if I did hear him right through the line, was that when you do have a positive antigen test, that, that, more, that is a high, high probability okay. of well, let's go back to him. Let's go back to him on that. Professor Paul Moyner, what, what do you think? Can we use and rely on antigen tests that much for, for social welfare, for leave from work, for isolation? I think in terms of when the prevalence is very high, the positive predictive value of the rapid antigen test is extremely high. In my, in my view, they should be accepted as, as, as a positive test. I think but what the problem does arise is that rapid antigen tests have not been sort of enthusiastically embraced by public health. And because of that, all of the structures that we have in place today are based around a positive PCR, PCR that triggers contact tracing, that triggers access to social welfare. And I think what we're doing now is we're sort of reaping what we've sowed here in the sense that because we haven't embraced rapid answering tests, we're not prepared now in terms of integrating that into our infrastructure. Well, we may turn that round very quickly in the next uh, few, few weeks, perhaps. Um, what about the change in isolation rules, this reduction down to seven days, Professor Moyner? Is that a welcome change for you? Yeah, I think that makes sense. So the previous isolation day was 10 days. That was based on looking at people who've been infected and culturing virus at various times post-infection. And we saw by 10 days, uh, all of the infection would have been remo- would have been uh, eliminated at that stage. With vaccination, vaccination has changed now. While the peak levels can still be very high, it's cleared much more quickly. Countries are moving towards this more extremely. The US, the CDC have suggested a five-day isolation period. The UK, for example, a seven-day isolation period, but with the requirement for two negative tests on the sixth and seventh day. So a seven-day isolation period seems like a good compromise. What about schools reopening next week? We're told they will, uh, Professor Moyna. What, what do you think? Yeah, I think at this stage, the wave and the level of transmission is so high. And what we've seen in South Africa is this is a very uh, short and sharp uh, peak. So I think there's very little we can do now to, to change the trajectory uh, of that. If you model ourselves in South Africa, you'd expect probably this to peak around maybe the end of the first week in January. So I think there's very little we can do now to change the trajectory of this wave. Personally, I think schools should open. I think they should be the last things to, to be uh, affected. And I think, again, the, in terms of, and we can argue in terms of maybe more should have been done in terms of schools should be more prepared in terms of portable filtration systems and that contact tracing should never have been removed from schools. But I think in terms of affecting this wave, I think that train has, has taken off and I think it's going to be very difficult to, to uh, make radical change to that at this stage. Labour's Duncan Smith, what do you think? Uh, schools, meetings to be held, we know, ahead of reopening next Thursday. But for now, we heard it very clear from Minister Donnelly, the decision is schools will reopen next Thursday. He doesn't know of any other European country planning uh, to close their schools. What do you say? Yeah, um, look, we, we would agree with that. We've never called for schools to be to be closed and, and we would like to see them remain open. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how next Tuesday's meeting goes with the unions and the parents groups. Uh, but, you know, our ho- the hope will be that this wave will be short uh, and sharp. Um, but, you know, the frustration that we've had in relation to schools is like, our education spokesperson, Anna Reardon, wrote to Minister Foley on the 16th of November, seeking a meeting uh, uh, of spokespeople so that we could be part of the solution, part of the discussion. Uh, we never had a reply, never had a meeting. So we're very much in the dark in terms of what's going on in the department, what the thinking is in the department. But look, ultimately, we would like to see schools open. But we want to make sure that there's, there's enough staff <laughs> to have them open and to have them open uh, in a manner that, will, that, okay. that is safe and will have them work. So we just, we just don't know where we are at that level yet. Duncan Smith, Labour Party spokesperson on health, Professor Paul Moyna, Professor of Immunology at Maynooth University and also Daniel McConnell of the Irish Examiner before them. A very happy new year to you all and thank you very much for joining me on Drive Time this evening.